Good people. Peace. Fee, how you feeling today? I feel good today. Feel good? Yeah. Wonderful. Feel glad to be back. Nice. That's yeah. I'm feeling the same way. I'm feeling happy to be back. Excited to come to this exact recording space. I realize that I like this part of my life. Mm. And breaks are good, but I like coming back to this practice. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And most importantly, you, the listener on the Black Love Podcast Network. Yeah. Welcome black, everybody. Welcome black. Welcome black. Welcome black. Yeah. Happy to be here. We took that break, right? That. Yeah, we did. That, that deep, deep breath. breath <laughs> that reframe. That's exactly how it felt. And I wanted to bring us into practice today with an affirmation where we at a selection from my text soul affirmation a toolkit for reflection and manifesting the light within okay we're gonna go from page 60 Ah, right yeah page 60 reads be patient with yourself it takes time and deep breathing to see the bigger picture be patient with yourself it takes time and deep breathing to see the bigger picture i say that with a laugh today fee Mm. because i could actively identify a period of time where i was engaged in letting the time pass but i wasn't committing to the deep breathing in that time Mm, i I understand that and the deep breathing creates the capacity Mm -hmm. right to see it differently and it's taking a lot of deep breaths for ourselves, literally and figuratively in our time away and if you've been following you see that i've been taking a lot of deep breaths in the space and the music and the storytelling Mm -hmm. right because i realized in this practice in this season It is a natural part of my storytelling. Mm. And recently you and I were having a conversation about how grief moves differently. And I realized that my art has always been a space that I use to interface with my grief. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think what feels really whole for me is to be able to create music with my family Mm -hmm. about our journey, about our love for one another, about my love for you. Mm -hmm. And I realized that. When I had room to take a deep breath, I can see the bigger picture, right? I can see my family, my journey, you know, in the music creative process. If you know exactly why you're there, half the creative process is taken care of. Mm. And it feels so good when I be when I'm able to create music from this place. Mm-hmm. When I have joy when creating this music, but I also enjoy being able to have my family present. Mm. And to be able to create with my family present in that way and tell a story, if you will, uh, that acknowledges the joy of this picture, the complete journey of the whole picture and being able to acknowledge and lift and celebrate you in a way that I feel intimately, Mm. but also is allowed to live on record. I know the relationship (laughs) doesn't require like some type of public display, but my love for you is situated in such a way I don't mind making it public at all. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't have enough examples of loving out loud and loving intentionally like this. So it's an honor to be able to present this type of music because it belongs in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Right. And it belongs in storytelling and it belongs in black love. Mm-hmm. It is black love. So while we at it, why don't we go ahead and uh, check out this latest record, Proverbs 31 Flow. 
man, this is legacy. I'm a blessed man. Check it. My lady, sweeter than agave, love like agape, smooth operator after dealing with a long day. Her playlist full of Barris, Hammond, Chronics, and Sade. Little Clark, this is what bring the sunshine in our day. A wife with noble character, who could find? Ay, her love rocks steady like hands of time. And I pray God favor these plans of mine. Cause a love like this deserve two lifetimes. As it is in heaven, let it be done on earth. One for our daughter in heaven, one for our daughter on earth, yo. A scale of one to ten can never measure her worth, yo. It's evident, you haven't sent. I watch you give birth after a loss. Heavy as the crown, but not as heavy as the cross. Could you keep the faith if they would tell you what it cost? Made it through the storm and we made it out together. She the queen with the crown and I'm down for whatever. And life, there be some pain you just can't pray away. Rain or shine, I had to keep on dancing anyway. And be prepared to stand the vows from my wedding day. God is my witness, she can stand on every word I say in life. There be some pain you just can't pray away. Rain or shine, I had to keep on dancing anyway. And be prepared to stand the vows from my wedding day. God is my strength, you can stand on every word I say. Big flex. <laughs> nah, for real The only thing I'm trying to flex is my faith And get me stronger from day to day Cause we don't see the days when you can't pray the pain away But the love covers Ah, I came for it, it feel good every time <laughs> Right, it feels good every time to let that record live and breathe The memory I have of creating it Right. Family being present. Kamali doing as she will, but uh, she understands the process so well. Mm -hmm. Right. She's embedded in this story. I think, okay, I write my music. The first thing I want to feel is like passionately about it. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't control how the public receives it. And it's actually healthy to create some distance between the way I experience the music and my intentions or my desires for where I want the public to receive the music. Because you can't tell until you let it go. Mm, that's true. But don't it feel so good when the music does what it's designed to do? When the art you create does what it's designed to do? Oh, hell yeah. That's affirming. So <laughs> when the public receives it the way they do, when they affirm the messaging, uh, when they affirm the, the visual story, right? But my favorite is the audience that's been with us before music release, before film, Right. Uh, even before Black Love, but especially that the Black Love audience Mm -hmm. who has seen us in some of the more vulnerable states of grief, of feeling it all, and to be able to show up with this much truth. We didn't have to be a fraction of ourselves, right? In the record, I say, one for our daughter in heaven, one for our daughter on earth, yo. Mm -hmm. Me being able to say that in a space, you know, every time we come to record and we ask why are we here, it's for reference. Mm -hmm. I feel a sense of joy for sure, but telling stories like this in hip hop is beautiful and it's courageous, but I love that people are receiving it, right? They want to see the black family. Mm-hmm. That's fire to me. The The black family is like making waves right now. Like it is, it's where it's at and it's always been, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess social media has amplified it mm-hmm. and black love has amplified it. And the, the path is so wide, like it's so much room for our stories. Mm-hmm. And Honestly, like when you release this record, as I'm revisiting it, it's so funny. I My heart is like beating fast. <laughs> it is because I'm very much connected to it, right? I'm part of the story and you, you call it Proverbs 31 flow, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Tell us about Proverbs 31. One, I, I remember it from my youth as my mom would help me understand and unpack that one, right? Mm-hmm. In a scripture, it speaks of the, the, the beauty is fleeting, Right. That's not what the 
that's not what the the love is about. Mm-hmm. It's about the character, a wife of noble character who could find, right? It's your character for me, for mm-hmm. you, that has drawn me to cherish you, uh, but also intrigued to get to know you, to know your power, mm. uh, to know your perseverance, to know your will. So I wrote to celebrate that. And I think that's so incredibly special. And I reflected on this, mm-hmm. as you know, on IG. And it took me a while to like even find the words because I had to really interrogate what it was that I was feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And I like that in my reflection, like I had to write and I said, all right, you know, I want to be light about it. And I remember the very first time you ever wrote something for me, right? Mm-hmm. Which was Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. And what was that like, 2010? Yeah, it might've been like <laughs> 2010. Yo, and it is so funny because, you know, before that I'm like, man, is Rika ever gonna write about me? Is he ever gonna write a song? He gonna write a poem? Like, what is he gonna say? He ain't said nothing about me yet. We've been together for seven years. You ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> And I remember this particular Valentine's Day, this Negro was gone the whole day. And I was like, where is he? Hurt that he did not spend the day with me. He comes in the house with this suit on and pulls up this video of this poem that he wrote about me called A Poet Out of Loss of Words, and I'll never forget it. And it was so beautiful. And, and, and what stuck out to me is you referenced Proverbs 31 in mm-hmm. this poem. I did. And I remember listening to it for the first, second, third, however many times I listened to it. Because every now and then I would even go back and just hear it. And the way that you regarded me, and I realized that that's where I was having a conflict and centering how I felt about this. It's this Proverbs 31. Mm -hmm. And I guess in my mind, I must have created this very high standard that there's just no way I could live up to this. Like your regard for me. At that time, and I'm still like working through it, ha- is like higher than I've had for myself. Mm-hmm. But also, I think in the very specifics of Proverbs 31, I, th- I feel like this might be true. Somebody can tell me if I'm wrong. There's a part about that wife that wakes up early in the morning. <laughs> I love I love this. Okay, y'all, this is, this is, I knew it. And I'm not her. <laughs> no, it, it is, it is, I've had that girl. it is early to scale. <laughs> For season is not the literal early to go work the field. Listen, I've watched you, mother. Listen, hey, listen, I watched you wake at hours where the world is asleep to provide nourishment to our children. I've watched you persevere through it all. So th- that hour of service that does count as early rising, <laughs> even if you're not generally an early riser. I still, I still bow to that. Yo. But I'm being honest with you, right? Like, I remember very much reading Proverbs 31 and thinking, like, is this me? Am am Mm -hmm. I this type of woman? And, you know, then for it to be released, for others to indulge upon, it starts to feel like not not a pressure per se, but it's kind of like, oh, man, am I am I really this this person? But this time around, I kind of felt like, wow, like it is amazing to see how you see me Mm. like especially over time, what where time has brought us. It it warms my heart and it's amazing for me, but I realized that, oh, wow, I think I'm still struggling around this Proverbs 31. And I'm going to explain even more why. So now, mm-hmm. if you know anything about our story with grief, then you understand that I have wrestled and questioned God in my grief. And I'm talking about I have wrestled and fought and cursed and been angry and 
by written definition of Proverbs 31, I don't think that my grief journey is in alignment with that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm being completely Mm -hmm. honest with you. And I think for me, hearing that regard once again, during the times where I have like really wrestled with God the most, I found myself resisting this idea of this, this regard for me, but also a challenge to, okay, understand more about it. Challenge to look at myself differently and understand why am I seeing myself this way? But I'm going to be honest with you too, Riga, like I was also strengthened by it. And when I mean by strengthened, I had to, I had to write it down to understand more. But when I hear that verse, mm-hmm. I realized like Kariga never stopped his love for me during that time. And you never stopped praying for me. And in fact, during those times where I did not feel like a Proverbs 31 woman, your love for me was strengthened. Like in the lowest of my lows and when I didn't even pray, there was strength there. Mm-hmm. And what I love about that is even from time if, of experiencing Kamayu's double transition and becoming Kamali's mother mm-hmm. and what my journey has looked like with God even since then, what I love about it is seeing you never stop praying, seeing you never stop loving me, loving me differently or or anything. It was like there was this gentle love. And that's why I write about it like there is a, a gentle love that has grown each and every day. And to be able to see something like that, like it's it strengthens me. It does something for me as well. Mm. It's helped me in my lows and it's actually helped me find my own way because you never judged me for it. You've mm-hmm. always loved me through it. And I felt like, wow, this type of love is special. Mm. So I'm, I'm so incredibly touched that you have used your creative medium and allowed me to be a part of it and shared it with the world. And, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm tripping. I said I was excited to come to this space today. And I realized there is a conversation here that doesn't happen in our home. Mm. The podcast has become a real part of our life where we actually engage and unpack things for the first time. So to hear you say that to me regarding what I've created, mm-hmm. like she's expressed it in writing, but has not said it to me in this way. And it's touching me deeply because I didn't know where you were wrestling with the feeling or the idea. Right. I didn't know where you were wrestling all I knew is that that is how I saw you, a religious text being like my my true north in a way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's the actual written language of this, like whether it was a religious text or not, I like the descriptors of this. Mm-hmm. And you fit so many of them. And I think it is like me in my approach to how I see you and how I see people I love. I don't look to reduce you. Mm. Right? I look to qualify um, what is true about you and how does it meet this standard. Mm. So I'm sure that if this is a wife of noble character, well, that means that this is happening in the context of a marriage. And no matter how noble the character, they're not writing about the performance in marriage, the conversations, the disagreements that come in marriage, right? So there is more to mm. the text than just like this being this this hierarchy of like, this is the way a, a noble wife is. But because it's helped giving me reference and language for all these years, I look at it and I do say, she speaks with wisdom. That's verse 26. And faithful instruction is on her tongue. The way you speak into me, the way you speak life to me, the way you speak to our children, right? 28, her children rise and call her blessed, her husband also. 
and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Now, here's the funny part, right? <laughs> I love it. Well, one of my main things about Felicia is um, as beautiful as she is, I always knew that my favorite attribute around her is her character. Mm. Aesthetically, yes, she are, she's gorgeous, but to know her is to know how dope she is on so many levels and the way she loves and the way she loves black people and the extent that she'll go to study the, in the academy to stand on that love. That was something very powerful and attractive to me. But her wrestling with God was one of the most amazing things I could see mm. because that's a different type of endurance where many people fold under the pressure of what people might think of them if they ask God a question out loud or while many people are afraid to ask their questions out loud that they've asked God, I watched you stand in that and you stood in that with your love for Kamayu. So that to me, that looks like I'm willing to stand and wrestle with what God is trying to tell me because it is interrupting the way I want to love my child. Mm. And that is a mother's love at its finest. And when Pastor Mike told me that God is not intimidated by your questions, it didn't make you any less of a believer. You're only asking questions because it is con what you're experiencing is not aligning with the faith that you stood on. You're only asking questions because you do believe, but you do not understand. To me, somebody who doesn't walk away when the questions don't get answered right away mm. or somebody who doesn't walk away when the questions are uh, you can't hear them as clearly. I admire that perseverance, that fight, that will, that tenacity. Wow. And so you're every bit of that. We can go through it line for line, bar for bar. But that's that author's text, <laughs> right? Yeah. I call this Proverbs 31 flow because I, I, I speak it as I see it, as I live it, as I know it. Mm. I'm not trying to read that word and have it measured against you. No, I speak yeah. about my love for you, right? My lady sweeter than agave, <laughs> love like agape, smooth operator after dealing with a long day. Felicia has ease. And if anybody who's ever been invited into her home, her playlist is fire. <laughs> That's one of the main things. All the music heads, all the homies that come by, Felicia's playlist is fire. She is a, a master vibe curator. She understands music in such a beautiful way and she lets it spread through the home, mm -hmm. right? Playlist full of Barris Hammer, Chronics, and Sade. A little clock, sisters, will bring the sunshine in our day. <laughs> That's the bar, right? <laughs> you got to know. You got to know the Clark sisters. <laughs> you the sunshine. Felicia has played that song for me. And and I, I want to say this. I have to play it I did on. not grow up listening to that song. Of course not. You're Jamaican. Right? So <laughs> when Felicia is jamming, listening to the Clark sisters, and then her mama is listening to the Clark sisters, and they doing this little two-step and cleaning, <laughs> right? It's hilarious. Oh, man. So that, that record also includes the way I've seen you in that regard. Man. But you know what? As I as I listen to you process that with, with scripture in hand, I am, again, like incredibly moved because during that process of my wrestling and questioning God, I, I have to say this again and reiterate it again. There was no judgment for my questions. And that is what I love so much about this relationship in our grief. There was room for me to feel exactly how I was feeling without any question or judgment or you should be doing this or you should be doing that or shame for how I was thinking. And and really and truly, I appreciate it so much because it allowed me my own process, which was so important. I wrote this in my reflection, like I did not want to just follow you in thinking mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. Karika felt completely different than I did. Mm -hmm. 
And I could have just went along with him because that's my upbringing. You know, that's honestly, really and truly like I was trained, if you would, to like just leave it to God in a way and not question it again. Mm -hmm. But you made room for me to be able to just be with that and find my way. And in doing so, I learned so much about even myself and how to see myself in this process. This song has taught me a lot, even about myself. The way that you love me is teaching me how to love myself mm. with, without judgment, mm. with, with gentleness. With, you, you see what I'm saying? This is what we, I'm trying to we, articulate. When we're judging, we're interrupting our ability to love. Come on. And right? how many times do we do that with ourselves? I, I was doing that. Because it, it what I say? Heavy is the crown, but not as heavy as the cross. Mm-hmm. Could you keep the faith if you knew what it would cost? So when I'm talking about this idea, you are carrying something different, mm-hmm. right? You are carrying your faith, trying to investigate it like, yo, make this make sense because this is not parallel. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't have to judge that because I had no rubric to hold that. Mm-hmm. Who who can who can actually tell a, a grieving mother what and and what and how to feel? I was I was more interested in being the right type of husband for you in companionship and service. Mm. And the reason why you saw me praying so much, uh, I wasn't just praying for you and God would touch your heart. But if that is your father by faith, y'all got your own conversation going on. Come on I'm making man. sure that I'm saying thank you. Yeah, I'm making sure that I'm still saying thank you <sighs> because I don't know how we made it through some days. Um, we got up on days when the, wave was, when the waves of grief were thick. So mo- <laughs> a lot of my prayers were thank you and praying for your health, praying for your body, praying for your mind, right? We want to still have children, mm-hmm. right? But there was this healing time and delivery, all these different things. And I'm watching all my friends have different maternal outcomes. So all I had to do is just, I had to keep going down and praying. So that's what you saw me doing so much. Yo. I wasn't praying that he would change your heart. Nah. You and it's that right there. And I remember the day where I had heard you, you would wrote the poem for Mother's Day. Radical gentleness. Yeah. And when I heard that, how deeply it resonated with me. And I realized at that moment, like, if this man can pray to God every single day and love me the way that he does, then surely I can thank God for him. Surely I can. Mm. And even from that, I still wrestle. But it was like my first back in touch point. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I recognized that. The gift of companionship can put me at a place of service as a God instrument. So even if you feel distant from God, I can be an instrument for that love. And if I am an instrument and consistent, right, it will be a a conduit of God's love for you. And just maybe it would get you to say thank you. Right. Mm. Not as a demand, but as a mark for my love. I will love that repetitiously right yeah with capacity yeah it's the reframe it's the reframe and i also i tell people all the time i didn't deliver i I knew what it was like i watched you see yourself for the first time so i still hold that Mm. to hear your feelings about it i'm so glad that uh, it helps you see yourself in the whole beauty that you are it's an absolute reminder and the love that you are it's an absolute reminder the way that you love me the way that you show up for our family the way that you pray the man that you are, 10 toes down, is a reminder for us all. Thank you. Fee, you've touched me deeply. It's one thing to write music. Mm-hmm. It's another thing for me to find music in your words to me. Mm-hmm. The best way I could describe it, you just, 
I have both hands on my chest, y'all. <laughs> like I am touching my chest, mm-hmm. um, filled with love. Because when the water was at its deepest and we were just holding hands trying to make it through, mm-hmm. it gives me great joy to see you see yourself in the whole way mm-hmm. and to watch our family be centered in love and for the story to keep writing itself. And I'm grateful to be an instrument of that writing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm grateful for this space and I'm grateful for our listeners who've been on the journey with us. Mm-hmm. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And most importantly, you, the listener on the Black Love Podcast Network. Mm -hmm. We thank our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver. Our producer, Crystal Hill. Mm -hmm. And our editor, Masu McLemore. Until next time, may we all love more abundantly. Big flex. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. Peace.